It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Blood and Mud podcast, where 15 minutes late, I've had a ridiculously busy day, and it's the podcast that's going to be busking the fuck out of this tonight. So, stroke today, if you're listening, it might not be tonight, it's tonight for us, it's tonight for people on the live stream. Hello, you've all just joined us. How you doing? And uh, we are here to talk about the weekend and all that kind of stuff. Josh is here, everybody, and I have to say, Josh, that you seem to have re... What's the word? Not recess, that's the wrong word. I can't think of the right word. <laughs> I've, I've slightly rehuskified myself. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got another cold. Um, my voice is not quite gone yet, but it is. Uh, um, this will be a podcast brought to you by uh, Triple Action Throat Lozenges. So, uh, Any kind of thing you're we'll wrapping off his teeth. That's the lozenge yep. you can hear. And, um, yep, there is, there is. In between that, he'll be a mask issue all the way through. So he'll be uh, <laughs> very happy with himself. Yeah, I, so I can't complain about my sonorous baritone, frankly. I just can't. No, it is, it is lovely. It is genuinely yeah. very, very, very lovely. I'm listening to, uh, for those of you, Gav mm. Thomas, friend of the pod, turned us on to, or turned me on to, a history of rock music in 500 songs. Oh yes! I, as soon as I saw, I saw him post about that, I was just like, "This is Lee's absolute." I jumped straight on it. It's done by a lad called Andrew Hickey, right? He mm. does it all himself. He's a lad from Manchester, and he's supported by Patreon, which I'm really happy for because the work he puts in is unbelievable. He's up <laughs> to he's up to 170 songs. He started in wow. 2017. There's like liner notes and essays and everything with every episode. Jesus. It's remarkable. Really? But if you're in, if you like a bit of incredibly granular arcane detail about the history of music, then get yourselves all over it. The other thing I was recommended was the country music podcast, um, history Uh-oh. podcast, cocaine mm. and rhinestones. Lovely stuff, That's which is a cracking thing. title. You have to, you have to give him that. However, I couldn't listen to it because of no. the voice and intonation of the host. 
Oh, so it was a shame. It, it was in 1965 that they decided it was not the way to go. However, that was not going to stop Acuff Rose Records from bringing that on board. <laughs> Imagine that for 45 minutes. How about Chet Atkins? I mean, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Luckily, we've got no such problems on this podcast, Josh. We've got no. you with the lozenges bouncing off your teeth, yep. huskily, and me just, you know, being northern. So I'm sure that's fine for everybody. Yeah, no, no, nobody has ever sort of found that those two combinations of sounds annoying in history. <laughs> so you are basically now into, I think, roughly week nine of Plague Plague Mansion. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um... Yeah, so Noah's been a childminder for six weeks, and that's when it really started getting fun. When he started at childminders, that was when the illnesses just came. But yeah, I would say like a little bit before then. So yeah, wait, week nine, week ten, maybe. Who knows? Listeners uh, and you will maybe remember my daughter is doing uh, children's nursing at university mm-hmm. in the first year, and her second placement has been four weeks in a private nursery. Lovely. Don't know why as a nurse. I think no. it's to see what kids are like when they're not ill. So you can well, like maybe have a bit of a benchmark. That is, that is a good thing to have, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, she was well over it by the end of week two at the outside. Yeah. But she Slightly. finished the place. She finished the placement last Friday and mm. Saturday morning, she had an excruciating ear infection and had to go <laughs> to a walk-in center. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the get. Yeah. You know, this is what nurseries do to people. Yeah, it's it's a it's a, a real fun sort of like biomedical experiment. Um, you know, it's just he gets a thing, I catch it, I give it back to him. He mutates it a little bit, he gives it back. To, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun little merry-go-round. I can't deny. So basically, that's what's been going on. I'm I mm. literally came in from work at half past seven tonight, and as you know, those you're on the live stream, it's now twenty past eight. We started slightly late because I had to eat something before I ran in. <laughs> um, I must say, I mean, I don't talk about work much, but I've just been to the launch mm. of our new corporate parenting strategy. And there was a lot of presentations by our by care leavers. It was a, uh, it was it was very inspiring stuff. What's we'll that? Um, okay, so what have you been up to apart from being ill? Um, well, in addition to because I am a glutton for punishment, um, in addition to being ill, um, as a res- sort of as a result of being ill, um, Noah, who was previously an excellent sleeper, like you know, 10 out of 10, no notes, sleep for 12 hours, yeah. um, that's all gone horrendously wrong in the last six weeks to the point where you know he was waking up like seven or eight times a night and especially when he was feeling ill, would literally only sleep if either me or Rach was sat in the chair in his room holding him. So, um, yeah, I've slept I've slept in a chair a lot for the last couple of weeks. Um, but so we were like, well, we've got to do something about this. And so we kind of were like, right, we'll get, we'll, we'll sleep, we'll start doing the sleep training. Not like mad super nanny sleep training, but just like kind of the, oh, yeah. the gentle kind. Um, but that still involves sort of a baby that for, you know, 14 months has been 
you know, has got to sleep by sort of having a cuddle and then going down and being asleep when he's put down. Um, it now has to be just put down awake and go, you deal with it, pal. Um, so some resilience or get something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that basically our entire weekend was devoted towards um, the first couple of days. Was of, it was uh, it emotionally asleep. draining? It was. <laughs> extremely it sounds like it might have been. <laughs> Genuinely, this morning, right? And like, I'm not one to share these sort of things on this podcast very often, but genuinely, <laughs> this morning, like, he went off the track. Like, he's been really good. Like, he was. But like it was my like they say like oh, only one parent should do it for the whole sort of like cycle from breakfast through to breakfast the next right. day at a time or whatever. Um, so like Rach took him over the childminders this morning at half past eight. I mean I was like up with him from six, having been woken up myriad times in the night with him, and I genuinely like I wasn't I didn't feel like sad or anything, but I just like for no apparent reason just started. Oh, it's a lot. Out, it's an it's a just lot. Just out of sheer like the, the sheer emotional like yeah thing of it all. It's a combination of like, exhaustion oh. and relief, and then yeah. guilt at feeling relieved. Just, yep, it was, it's just it honestly was just a whole smorgasbord. And then I was fine. Like literally, it was only about thirty seconds. And Rach came back because the child is only over the road. She only takes about two minutes to drop it off. <laughs> she came back and she was like. God, you look ill again. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm ill again. Yeah, that's what it is. I She's like, what the bloody know. hell's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's tough, man. Eyes, yeah. It's, yeah, it's emotional stuff. We did uh, Gina Ford's contented little baby. I think I've told you this before. Mm. And my entire family thought that we were cruel, torturous, evil people. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, I've had that conversation with my mother this week. Not quite so much, but like, she was. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you, they've got some different ideas about parenting yeah. that generation. I'm gonna go wake up the baby now. You can't wake your baby up. I can't I'll watch me. baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So hey, look, you have my. That. I I've been there. I've been that soldier. Fair do to you and Rachel. Tough time for you two as well. So you know, stick together. It's- You've got it's, to. It's a, it's a real tough. Like again, I'm oversharing tonight probably because I've I've had very little sleep in the last six weeks. But like, <laughs> like she just said to me the other day, she was just like, genuine. I don't know. Like I don't want to seem harsh, but like I don't feel like I've got any like a bit like like emotion left to give to you in our relationship. And I was like, yeah, no, I completely, I yeah. completely agree. Me too. Like, that's, that's fine. Exactly we understand we that. But that's we just need to get yeah. through this. Yes. Yeah, no, it's like we, yeah, it's we like. both still like each other. We're not doing it, but it's like, yeah, right now we literally have the cup is is entirely devoted to somebody else. Right now, it's a very strange experience if you've kind of been married for thirteen years like we have, and been quite us focused for most of that time, understandably so. Especially bloody pandemic where we literally only had each other for company for like a year, and now it's just like, yeah, you. Like, like I'm sorry. You are not even like second isn't even on the map. It's not even on the course. The starting line isn't even second. It's mad. Parenting man. Woof. Tough. It is tough stuff. Yeah. But uh yeah, and it is it is the hard you know, it's, it's a cliche for a reason. It's the fucking hardest job you'll ever get and you nobody trains you for it. Absolutely not. Um yeah, so it's um no, fair play to you. I mean what that's like. And and hey, listen, listeners out there. Fair play to Josh, because let's be honest, it's amazing. He's got the fucking energy to come on here 
And one tell you this, and this is a big thing for John. He's not like me. I've told you the operations I've had on my testicles and everything. I'll tell you anything. Josh is not like that. So obviously support the man. And um and yes, yeah, so and thank you very much, Josh. For one for being my friend on here and for still being here, because God knows I can't do this on my own. So I mean this is a nice little two hour break for me. I'll level with yeah. you. Right. <laughs> this is why I'm not as angry as I used to be. This, this is relaxing for me now. <laughs> This is my holiday. So, hello, everybody. I'm Lee. Hello. And over there is... I'm just about, Josh. (laughs) Just about. I'm right on the edge. If you want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with me at Blood and Mud on the Twitter or Lee at bloodandmud.com on the e-miver. And what about you, Josh? Uh, At Josh Gardner or indeed uh, at Rugby Show Watch. Not Rugby Show Watch, right, Mike? I don't know. Who cares? I don't mind. That was a... We are on the Sports Social Network. We're on wherever you find your podcasts from. I think you all know that by now. Or we're also mm-hmm. on patreon.com slash ah. That's all I could come up with at 25 minutes notice. Yeah. Obvious I mean, one. I think I may have even it, done it before, but it is what it is. I mean, who who on our listenership wouldn't have joined in on that there, you know? Exactly. Uh Blood and Mud. I forgot the bit at the end. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Blood and Mud. Where you can come along and get extra stuff. You know the store by now. Facebook group, extra pod posts, extra pods, extra bits of the actual episode every week. All of that. And the warm, fuzzy feeling that you're supporting Josh in what is quite honestly a very difficult time in his life. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, you know, it helps. I can't, I can't pretend it doesn't help. It is the preserve, preserve of the modern parents to desperately want kids, then moan like fuck about it the whole time afterwards. <laughs> also, your patron dollars go towards paying for the the child sleep consultant we've had to get. To, so, you know, it, <laughs> it, you got a consultant you know, in. Oh yeah. Belting. Not like a not like one that God, like lives. I think that was even a thing when I was when my kids well, were literally like. She was like, genuinely, like, one of Rachel's friends was like, and they, they don't come to your house or anything, but like they will <laughs> give you a plan and then they will I like see. call you every day and talk you through it. But like, like say, yeah. They say, you can do this. Honestly, you really can. Basically. You can do this. <laughs> You're doing like, really so, well. <laughs> her friend was like, it cost 300 quid and it changed my life. And we were just sat on the couch and we were just like, would you pay 300 quid to have a good night's sleep? Like, yeah, I paid 3,000 quid to have a good night's sleep. So, yeah, speaking, fuck it. Why not? Speaking, speaking of a good night's sleep, um, my mum is currently on a cruise ship off the coast of California. Oh, very nice. Because uh, I think I've told you the story that she's, she's getting a state pension this year. So it was a treat to herself. Mm. She's her mate. They've flown to LA. And oh, yes, got on they're a, going up the coast. So they've done the, the LA to... San Francisco, San Diego, Ensenada, mm. and then back to LA, then then Vegas, then home. Uh, have you seen the news about the weather in California at the minute? Uh, I mean, I, I saw that there was quite a lot of snow recently. Yeah, well, um, basically, I, I said, how's LA? No, not really. It's just pissing down and foggy. So she, she, she basically, I texted her and I said, ahoy, how is it? Because she was in LA for a couple of days as she got on board. I said, how is it on board? She said, I didn't sleep a fucking wink because the ship's blasting its fog on all night because it's so foggy. <laughs> it's like, oh God. So, well, this is free booze, mum. Just get completely tanked and see what happens. Uh, 
Oh God, yeah. It's like fair play. You've got to you've got to do some doing to like go to California at a time of year where the weather is not at least sunny and warm. It was right. Like, apparently, it was running down the streets and everything. Be the, all the locals geez. are saying we've never done anything like this at all. It's just <laughs> crazy. So it's always the way, though, isn't it? I know. Yeah. Yeah, bless her. She's building up to this for two years. I hope it's sun, the sun comes out at some point. But uh, yeah. So that's who I did tell her that she was struggling to sleep anyway. I said, you want to get yourself an American pharmacy? They'll send you all, sell you all kinds of mad shit over the counter. Oh, yeah, there, and you can't get hold of here. Have you seen mouthfuls <laughs> of stuff in America? Well, the active ingredient's about 47%, and Bongella's active ingredient's about 4%, basically, over here. <laughs> well, I I always remember, like, the sort of the... Uh, when I was in California just before the pandemic, like, I was ill, and so I went to buy some paracetamol from the grocery store downstairs. And, you know, in this country, they will sell you two packs of paracetamol, oh, and yeah. that is it. Because, you know, you might do yourself a mischief, literally... Just on the count, like on the on the aisles of this pharmacy, were like a, a top, like a bottle this big, like full of loose paracetamol. They must, there was literally enough to kill yourself about six times over in there, and it was like four dollars. It's like wow, they do not give a fuck these guys. Yeah, because when I was last over there, my mate is Mrs. You know, it needs a bit of pain. They live in America for a bit, and she misses the American pain relief thing. So he was basically yeah, just buying up as much as he could to take back home with him. He was Tylenol and Advil and all that <laughs> shit and whatever it is. That, yeah. yeah, you take your fucking Tylenol, you will sleep tonight. <laughs> yes. My, it, that shit does not mess around. There's no non-drowsy shit around there. God knows what's in it. Anna S says, "Tell your mum to be careful. Southern Californians cannot drive in the oh rain. God, they really can they drive? Can. can they drive boats in the rain though? Because she's on a boat. So, I mean, I have said, can she nip to the fender factory in Ensenada when she's off the boat and get me something nice? But she didn't seem up for that. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 quite an industrial part of of Ensenada as well. I think you probably wouldn't get a lot of tourists there. Have you been but, to you that know, factory? I've not been to that factory. No, I've been to the one in." Uh, Corona. In Corona, but uh, not the. It's about ten one. miles away, isn't it? It's about ten miles. Exactly, it's literally a thousand dollars a guitar away. <laughs> yeah, it's literally on the other side of the border, but it is. Yeah, I'd love to go there. I'd love to go to Mexico. It's one of those places that is just like, I'm, I'm still weirdly because I've watched too much Narcos. I'm weirdly scared of it, and yet I. It I think that's amazing. what they want, though. So isn't it? People live there, don't they? So it's, yeah. it's, like, it's like Kingston in Jamaica. Everyone says, oh, it's really dangerous. Mm. Yeah, but it's a, it's a capital city that people live in. I'm sure they're not all nearly being murdered every day, are they? Do you know what I mean? It's a kind of, I'm sure that it it's a bit really like if you go to London, be. if you go knock around the worst bits of Peckham after 10 o'clock at night, that's a, probably a frightening <laughs> place to be. But Yeah, have you ever? I, I remember when Splot was rough. Come on. It's like everywhere's getting gentrified now, surely. Yeah. Anyway, shall we begin? Anyway. Patreon.com slash blood and mud, where you can do all of that. And you can send them in. Anyway, no. We begin as we always begin with a player spotted, don't we? Mm. we I'd do. like to Absolutely. thank Ross. That's the only name he gave me. As a patron message service, he sent this one in because he's a lovely patron. So if you, you can also get in touch with us via patron message service if you're a patron like Ross. He says, mm. oh, Lee. He actually apologised for not responding to my 
message I sent about three years ago. He didn't have to do that. Um, he said, I've got a player spotted for you anyway, says Ross. The summer before last, just after lockdown ended, my grandparents went to their friend's grandchild's wedding. They were having a lovely yes. time when they met a towering figure belonging to a family friend of the soon-to-be-wed couple and Scottish international lock Grant Gilchrist, who was with Big his, class. at the time, pregnant wife. Uh-oh. So, so it's a wedding, and Grant Gilchrist, right. They were both nice and friendly and said, Mr. Gilchrist, chatting to my grandparents about recovering from his injury and his hopes of, an, of the upcoming Autumn Internationals. He was, however, rather outshone at the wedding by another Guild Christian guest, his father, who, to quote my granny, was fair up for a song and dance. Fair play. His song of choice at that wedding reception was I Want to Be Like You from the Jungle Book. <laughs> he, did, he did sing others, but I have only seen the recording of that one. I mean, Hopefully. fair play. Hopefully this is mundane enough. And again, sorry for not responding to you. It doesn't matter about that, Ross. So let me get this straight. Grant Gilchrist was spotted at a wedding. Mm. But the additional detail is it was Grant Gilchrist's father who was singing, I want to be like you from the Jungle Book. I mean, uh, it's an irrelevant detail that I'm a big fan of. Yeah. I mean, was this on karaoke or was it just an acapella, <laughs> like leading the, 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 the room yeah, was, type was thing? Was this in the bar afterwards? Like, like, you know, was it all out in the smoking area? If so, <laughs> I mean, mad, mad props to Grant Gilchrist's dad. Is his dad as big as him? Oof, that's a question. Given yeah. the full King Louis moves when he's about six foot eight. <laughs> we need this is the detail that we need, frankly. We do because it's really, to be honest, it's not mundane at all at the minute. No, it's not. So it's this just, is you know, this borderline is... interesting. <laughs> So there you go. So a sort of player's father spotted, I think by mm. proxy on a video to do with someone else. Yes, it was Ross's grandparents were at a wedding yeah. with so Grant Gilchrist, a... who then showed a video of Grant Gilchrist's dad doing I Want a Bit. This could be even too fucking convoluted even for us, this one. Jesus, like, this is like fucking Inception. <laughs> Four levels of Gilchrist. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, the, the seventh circle of Gilchrist is where it all goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Ball says every bar's a karaoke bar if you try hard enough. That's I've totally true. demonstrated that many yeah, times yeah, in same. my life. Yes, I remember singing "Trial at Tenderness" very loudly in Dempsey's in Cardiff when it was still Dempsey's, and, oh, and it was the middle. Of, it was the middle of the afternoon. I've, I've been drinking since ten a.m. It was a. It was a. It was oh, a Mr. bad do really. Yeah, you be. I mean, you probably haven't. What with you, you know, not drinking, but <sighs> Dempsey since it's become Gareth Bale's bar, just it's a very depressing place. No, I can imagine like, exactly what that's like. Yeah, it's just it's literally taken, you know, one of Cardiff's most personality-rich pubs, and replaced it with the most like mundane corporate sports bar you could possibly imagine. <laughs> It's awful. Ben Russell says, helpfully, Jock Gilchrist, Grant's dad, was a real Great. character. I got that, yeah. Played rugby for Alloa with my dad. He had many stories about <clears> him. <throat> Jock was a massive tight head in the 80s. Yes. Yeah. 
I was so, just trying to Google him to see if I could see a photo of him, but there's loads of Jock Gilchrists, apparently. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? So, anyway, Ross, thank you for that convoluted player spotted that wasn't even really a player spotted because you didn't spot, spot them. No. Unless your grandparents listen to this podcast, which I highly doubt. But I do recommend that more grandparents listen to this podcast, to be honest. Absolutely, so. yeah. Let's get the nanas in. The horrible thing is, is that, please God, it won't happen, but... I'm old enough for my kids. My kids are old enough to have kids now, so they could, I could be a granddad doing a podcast. That can't happen. I'm going to have to call it a day then. Some people that I went to school with are grandparents. Oh, we've all got them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we've all got them. It's, yeah. It, it blows my tiny mind. It really does. Always think about it. My nan was 21 when she had me mum, mm. and my mum was 18 when she had me. So mm. my nan was a nan at 38, 38, 30, wow. going on 39. Fair play. Frickening. Times change, eh? For some people, anyway. So, thank you very much, Ross. If you've got a play spotted you'd like to send in, you can do it leeatbloodandmud.com. You can do it on the DMs on Twitter, because mine are open. And you can also do it on the Patreon messaging service, if you're a patron. And if you're not, get your arse and gear. Get to patreon.com slash Mud. And just, you know, just click a couple of things. It'll all probably auto-fill because you've been paying for stuff on your phone already. It'll be dead yeah, easy. A couple of clicks. And you can just do... double, click, double click on the home button and then you'll be fine. You just pay yeah, for it. Exactly. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shall we move on to some news, Josh? I think we probably should, yeah. Of which, because of my lack of prep, I'm going to have to jump across to like pages of the news on now because I normally have mm. this nicely listed for myself. Do you want to make a start then? Um, yes. So um, Stuart Hogg and uh, Finn Russell are out of Scotland's finest game. Uh, final game? Finest game? Might be their finest game. Um They'll both miss the uh, Italy game on Saturday. Um, can, can Blake the, Kinghorn play full-back and number 10 all at the same time? I mean, we'll, surely this is Ben Healy's time now. <laughs> it's got um, to be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Josh Bayliss and uh, Charlie Savala have been called into the squad uh, to replace Stuart Hogg and Finn Russell, which, to be honest with you, is definitely not a like-for-like replacement. Um but yeah, the Finn Russell is the worrying one because he obviously had his knee heavily strapped um, in that game he played last week for Racing and on Saturday. And, um, and that he limped off on that leg quite pronounced. He limped off on that leg and it, there's talk that it is a knee ligament injury, which 
we don't know the severity of yet. Uh, the talk is that it might not be. It's probably going to end his club season, but uh, he should be all right for the World Cup, which I guess is all that really matters at this point, isn't it? Johnny Ball says, going back and sort, my grand, my granddad got me into rugby, moved in with us over lockdown, and I thought showing him this podcast would be entertaining. It did not work with his Presbyterian sensibilities. <laughs> that is the new strap line for this podcast. <laughs> not, not, not compatible with Presbyterian Welcome sensibilities. Welcome to the Blood and Mud Rugby podcast, the podcast that is not compatible with Presbyterian sensibilities. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the news, hmm. uh, Jack Noel is off to La Rochelle, apparently, according apparently to reports. So. Um, a weird one. Like, can you imagine a, a sort of two wings of more different levels of flamboyance than Teddy Thomas and Jack Noel? <laughs> but yeah, but that's what. That's what Rowan Agara wants, apparently. Um, so, so good. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? Like, he is exactly the sort of like extremely hardworking, unflashy kind of player that you feel like is kind of Rowan Agara's id in a lot of ways, you know? Like, he was that guy. He was unflashy and, you know, solid and dependable and never really. You know, got much credit for being a skillful player, all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, you know, it could work. You got any more? It news? could also be a disaster. Uh, oh, fucking loads, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dimes is now uh, Edinburgh head coach. Oh yes, which is because uh, apparently, like they, they tried not having a borderline psychopath uh, ex bald English <laughs> bald Englishman as their head coach for like 18 months and it, it sort of worked but they decided that they liked the old way better so point of order Dimes to... was a back row but I take your point oh yeah he's a back row isn't he? he just looks like he should have been a front row. yes he absolutely looks like that but yeah he was <laughs> a back row when back in the days a back row could look like him they don't look like that anymore yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, he wouldn't even be a hooker these days. Um, yeah, it's it, it's just a really interesting, like, especially because you know Mike Blair was supposed to be sticking around till the end of the season, and um, and then Dimes has just got no. I'll start now, actually, and <laughs> and so Mike Blair is now Edinburgh attack coach again. Um, you you're looking for uh, looking forward to the three random Russians you're about to sign, Edinburgh, <laughs> for reasons nobody can quite explain. Uh, um, although apparently, because Dimes has come in, Dimes is, is official title at uh, Edinburgh because of course he couldn't just come in and be head coach, or director of rugby, or anything like that. His uh, head coach is lead, his his title is lead rugby consultant, which is one of the worst like <laughs> titles I can possibly hell. think about. Lead rugby consultant. It doesn't, to be fair to me, it doesn't even seem like the kind of bloke who'd want that title either. So it's slightly random, isn't it? No, but it's the sort of thing that he could basically just be like, if everything's working, then he can take credit for it, and if things aren't working, then he can sack someone. 
it's that kind of job, isn't it? All it the is. glory, none of the actual work. All joking aside, right? And God knows mm-hmm. you can joke about dimes enough, can't you? Yes. Um, and all joking about, you know, sales constantly finishing sixth and all of that kind of stuff. He's a bloody good coach. He is. <laughs> and he's a really decent appointment. Whether he fits with Edinburgh, we'll find out, I guess. But, um, yeah. No, I completely agree. Apparently, um, because they can't have too many cast-offs from elsewhere, um, Edinburgh targeting Lee Blackett as uh, coming in as head choice. coach. Who said that the other week? The ambition to go for Lee Blackett. I don't even understand <laughs> what that word means. Look, he's literally just kind of minding the bins at the Scarlets at the moment. <laughs> yeah, seems like a nice enough bloke. But oh, absolutely, and a good coach. Clearly, he's the you know the Scarlets have turned around quite dramatically since he turned up. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, uh, dimes like and also like Lee Black. It seems like such a like a really nice bloke. Like he would never give you like a bollocking. So like, there's going to be a real like good cop bad cop energy. There with like Mike Blair, who's clearly lovely. Sam <laughs> sweepy on who's got in the wood chipper first. Well, I'm waiting to see which one of the um, which one of the Scottish media contingent he obviously makes his enemy within the first fortnight. That's what I'm waiting for. Jeez. Who is the poor fucking Sam Peters of this? Like um, particular stop. Like Jack Charlton with Eamon Dumphy on his first uh, his first press conference <laughs> as Ireland coach of the football. Dumphy asked him a question, said, and Jack Charlton said, I know you. Do you want to go outside and settle this? <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, more news? Any more news? Um, Italian rugby news. Um, three little bits of news. Well, well <laughs> yes, go on. What a week Mark- it's been. Mark- <laughs> signed for Benetton, which... I mean, it's it there's a there's a lot of money. I don't know how much money Mike Montpellier paid Benetton to buy Garbisi out of this contract, but there's a lot of money sloshing around that club at the moment. <laughs> like they signed Andy Urin and they they bought Andy Urin out of his contract at Bristol and offered him a, a life changing amount of contract for Andy fucking Urin. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, a life changing contract for Andy Urin is probably not that much, but like. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've, you can upgrade from a life. courser now, Andy. <laughs> but you know they've all, and they've still had money in the bank to sign bloody Malachi Fekitoa, a, a genuine All Black slash Tonga international. Now he's in it's that mad. wonderful bit of his career now, Fekitoa. So he can just wander around collecting massive checks for putting in at best lackluster <laughs> to middling performances, guys. Yeah, so. he's basically basically he's done a full Charles Piatau. In that he has decided to try f- for the exact amount of pe- period of time that it takes him to secure a new contract. So, Fekito was brilliant for Munster against the Ospreys last month and the Scarlets. And now, <laughs> after having been genuinely one of the worst players in the, in the entire IRC for most of this season, and now that he's signed for Benetton, it's just like, well, I mean, is he going to carry on being good or? Or nah, so well, I guess we'll see. But um, a, a mad one. Um, Jake Pledry's going to Zebra, which feels like he should be going somewhere better than Zebra. But you can't I guess help that... thinking that the 
injury thing is just taking suitors away. Maybe take you? maybe it's taken its toll a bit too much. Um, yeah, and people probably don't want to roll the dice. Italian rugby is probably a lot more has got a lot more invested in Jake Pelledri coming good than like yes. a Premiership club or an Irk club does because. He could still shame be a for very Gloucester though, because everyone was talking yeah, about it how it's like having a a new signing, wasn't it? And then it's just yeah, it's indeed rotten luck for him again, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, he's he's really like you've got to feel for him. Um, and then the weirdest one is that uh, Manfredi Albanese, who's the um, Italian under twenty scrum half, who's been who's been a big part of why the Italian under twenties team has become so good in the last couple of years. Um, has decided he's going to retire at 21 at the end of the season because he wants to focus on his his degree in economics and management studies. I know nothing about Italian name culture, right? But having Manfredi as your first name just screams posh to me. (laughs) Manfredi, he looks posh as well, to be fair. Like, he he looks like a lad that's... The Manfredi yeah. family in Lancashire, mm. Italian immigrant, were the ice cream family in my part of Lancashire. The Manfredis, mm-hmm. they had all the ice cream yeah. vans. <clears throat> One of their offspring, uh, Dominic Manfredi, signed for uh, Wigan and played a few oh, games yeah. for Wigan. But yeah, so but yeah, I don't know why, but some of it's a first name sounds posh. But obviously, the Manfredis in Lancashire yeah. were posh. They had ice cream vans. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> they're the Sadolis yeah, of of of, um, of Lancashire. Indeed, right? indeed. Uh, but yeah, so Manfredi picked up three caps for Italy last year as well in the summer tour. Um, so he, you know, it's not like he was, you know, not going to get some game time many time soon. Um, it's just a really weird one and a big loss for Italian rugby. Like <laughs> so Johnny Bot says, maybe he was worried he'd be stuck behind Vardy forever. <laughs> well, therein lies the. It's like it sure, surely. Kieran Crowley hasn't gone. I'm sorry, mate. Stephen Varney's just too good. You haven't got a hope of unseating <laughs> yeah. him. You've been waiting a long because time behind this lad, let me tell you. Stephen Varney is really not that good. Um, yes. Harley Williams so, makes a good Italian point, actually. That it could be that Italian rugby decided to, that, to take Zebra more seriously and fund them a bit more and give them a bit more money like Benetton. It could be that, yeah. It, yeah, but like, but that doesn't explain Fekatoa going to Benetton. <laughs> Ollie Lawrence is injured. Yes, yeah, he's done his army. Which means which that obviously, a... what's going to happen now? <laughs> the great savior that is Manu Tuolangi will come back. Can you imagine how badly it's going to set English rugby back if they start Manu Tuolangi at twelve and they somehow beat Ireland? <laughs> how comprehensively that is I'll oh, set English rugby back for years literal years but you know from my point of view that would be hilarious so I say let it happen see what happens <laughs> what else we got anything else <laughs> um, the Lions will have some incredibly dangerous fixtures in 2025. Um, so the Australian Rugby Union wants them to play a combined um, Pacific Islands All-Star 15. So that's going to knock out roughly two-thirds of the squad. Um, 
then they also want um, them to play a combined Anzac team, which, while very fun <laughs> as a concept... Um, well, they're not, brilliant not, not, tour games, though, aren't they? Let's be honest. For, I'm so excited. I'm genuinely really excited about this. Um, not only is it going to be an Anzac team, but <laughs> yeah, the ARU are actively encouraging NRL players to hop over codes for the game and... And like have a go, and basically sort of have a trial for the Anzac squad. So anybody in the NRL who fancies having a pop at, at the British Irish, oh, Lions this just gets better is and better. Welcome to doesn't come it? to camp and see how many heads they can take off. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! That squad literally, that squad is literally going to be every single qualified player in Britain and Ireland is going to have to be in that squad. Because they they're going to literally just take it off. <laughs> yes. But I can't wait. I'm already I'm already excited for Pacific Island All Stars because that's going to be amazing. Yep. Um, throw in Anzac team laced with NRL players who don't understand that you can't just fucking smash someone in the face anymore. Uh, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. <laughs> The number of hammies that are going to go in that, just in the warm up to that game. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the number, number of tight calves that are going to be found in the captain's run. <laughs> the number of business decisions are going to be made as the, as the, the oh, third Lord. run from the massive fucking NRL second rower coming out. <laughs> Forget about the geography six. It's going to be the geography 60. Two full squads coming purely to be fucking fed into the wood chipper that is those two games. Oh, oh! I'll tell you what, what, what I'm a really thing to look excited. forward to. That I'm is. really, it's, it's, near, it's almost world all star game level exciting. It's not quite there, obviously yet. We've still got to get there. Uh, Speaking but... of um, giant exciting things, uh, Emmanuel Muafu, mm. Muafu has been called into the France squad for this week. Yes. Just for the fucking daft laugh, by the sounds of things. Yeah, he's not qualified till the summer, but I guess it's like a fun sort of portent of a terrifyingly massive thing to come for anybody playing France in the near future. Just to sort of like, yeah. just go look at him. Look at the fucking size of this guy. And when they're like, you know, when they've beaten Wales by sixty points, they can go see. We could have brought him on. Yeah, it could have been like, worse. This, you could have dealt with that. Two, this was happening in two months' time. Even David Jenkins had to try and tackle him. Yeah, sixty-five minutes. Yeah. That's what you'd have been dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, presumably, it's a way of going, "Oi, Eddie, no, <laughs> back no. off." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on the news, Tom Bowler, this evening? Uh, World Rugby is encouraging all of its member unions to trial a belly tackle rule for amateur rugby, um, which is clearly they've learned a little bit of the lesson from the clusterfuck of England's rollout. <laughs> yeah. They're now couching it in language people can understand, hopefully. Um, but yes, the, the very notion that this can be resisted by you know complaining to your you know the board or whatever at this point is increasingly fanciful. Like it's cut. The tackle height is coming down dramatically. It's going to happen to everyone. Um, whether you want to call it the belly or the waist is is purely academic. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, you will not be tackling people ball and all in amateur rugby very soon. So I think it's probably best to just get used to that now. 
Indeed. Anything else on the weekend at all? No. We're rattling through it, aren't we, today? We are, yeah. No, sorry, that was anything, any news? We're going to go into the weekend now and get myself all mixed up. Hmm. Um, I just, it shows how sort of on on brief I am. I just did, I wasn't even listening. I was just saying, you know, I was just, just in it. So that was the news. Hmm. And we're going to go into the weekend now, which means that we say goodbye to the non patron people while we talk about Bye. the three dazzlingly lovely games. Speak to you in a bit. Bye. Hmm. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Right, we've gone on for fucking ages right now, um, and we've still got to do a few things. So that's the end of the weekend. And so we welcome back our non-patrons uh, a long time after they went away. Um, just got a quick reminder for everybody, we've still got the fans only going. It's the last week coming up. Um, I predicted every single score wrong this week. I've done a fucking blinder. But if you still want to uh, join then you can go to the Fanzo app and click on the Guinness Pint Predictor and you can use the code Blood and Mud to join our league because even though the league's kind of over now, really, um, are you still in the top 10, Josh, you shit? You're on mute, so you're going to have to tell me without mute being on. Sorry. Um, no, I've done, I also got every single result wrong uh, this weekend and I've I've gone down to 25th. Uh, from fifth. Oh so, my word! I was underneath. Respect- I'm not even looking. It's too. It's too frightening. Respectable still. I'll, I'll take being 25 out of however many hundred people are in our league. 296. You know, it's top one percent. That's uh, that's all. So you can still join because one, it's you know you can pick a score. And it's a laugh to do that. And two, you got a chance to win some Guinness or to give to either drink yourself or to give to somebody else. So come along and do that. Quick predictions then for this weekend, Josh, before we move on to the yes. shit good to finish. Scotland will play Italy at 12.30 on Saturday. Uh, I would say Scotland by 14. I will say Scotland by 17. France will play Wales. I will say France by 25. I will say France by 19. And then Ireland will play England. I think Ireland um, will win by 9. I was going to say, I don't think it's going to be as comprehensive as some people no. think it is. I was going to say Ireland by 10. I, yeah, I don't think it could be that bad again, but I do think um, Ireland are a considerably better rugby team playing at home at the minute. They so. are. So that's that for Fanzo. So come along, join that if you want to. That's the Guinness Pipe Predictor. Use the code Blood and Mud to join the league and do some predictions. Thank you very much. 
Mm-hmm. Right, should we do some shit good to finish? See, I normally pull all this together into a nice list I can read, but because, as mm. I said at the beginning, I'm so far fucking behind today that I just have to scroll through and read things here. So I don't know if you've got anything that you want to talk about for shit to start with. I mean, I've, I, I've had a lovely weekend. I haven't got any shits. Um, and we've also got <laughs> Talked about my shits, which were Freddie Stewart and, and Wales' centres defending, missing like, 15, like I think it was, they missed like seven tackles between them. Twelve, sorry, twelve tackles between them, which is not good, really not good. Ryan Pinfold says that shit is the amount of people saying that what happened to Ring Rose is the result of high waist tackles and not a poor technique. Yes, it's Jesus. Yeah. Every time this happens, now it's going to be like this, isn't it? I know it's infuriating that. Simon Clark says shit is Stephen Jones on the Rook, Pod, Rook podcast. Is his answer to how England improve against Ireland next week? Select two Alangi and Billy, Billy, Billy Vonapola. <laughs> there is no obvious answer to the eight, though. I will, de- I will defend the man no. yet on that one because Don like... isn't looking like the answer, is he? And and who else no. is there? Simmons, Simmons, Vonapola. Yeah. Do you put uh, one of the ben curries Morgan. at eight? Put one of the curries at <laughs> Ben Morgan. Yes! Get Ben Morgan back in there. What's Tom Waldron doing? He's only, he's only retiring at the end of the season, Ben Morgan. He is still available until then. So just, just fucking get him in there. Now. He's only 34. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would stick Tom Curry at eight again, if I'm honest. Ollie White says shit is being a St. Helens fan these past two weeks. <sighs> Not for me. Do you wish, do you wish, I was going to say that's part of my good. Here. Yeah, I've managed to get uh, you know some people in the in the Facebook group to support Lee in, in a strange yeah, way. Nice. Poor buggers. Johnny Ball says Nathan Hughes for Gene again. I mean, even if he is, I don't think anyone's interested. But <laughs> Don Brown says shit is people on social media make me believe that England had a chance just to watch that performance. Yeah, well, I'd say mm. I predict England to win by four because I thought France had been misfiring yeah. a bit. England were feeling yeah. a little bit better. I thought, I thought, I thought, in, I thought in the rain, England might sort of squeak a sort of ugly game and France just absolutely decided that was not going to be the case. Edward Morland says, shit is England packs repeatedly, repeated now inability to maintain even a hint of parity when facing the best packs in the world. We're likely never going to Monterey or France, but we have to be able to hold up better than that. Yeah, and there's flashes of the scrum doing all right, isn't there? And then it's mm. just... But it's not just the set piece is one thing. It's it's everything else. It's... Uh, yeah. It, it'd be bad, man. It is it bad. Shall we move on Ooh, to... Is the long, actually, is the long-term answer, what's his face, Alfie Barbary? Well, he's well according to according to everyone, he's the he's the you know he's the Joe Cole of rugby, isn't he? He's everyone's known about him since he was fourteen, and he's meant to come and uh, solve everything. So, um, Oshin says that shit is Italy getting zero change out of the ref, not looking for an advantage, but some of the fifty-fifty calls going their way may have made a game of it. Well, they kept a bloke on the field for ten minutes, you know. Sorry, he only got 10 minutes over. He should have been off for a lot fucking longer than that. So, yeah, indeed. And also, I think you, you kind of create a self fulfilling situation when you start losing your rag with the ref as early as Lamaro did with, with the ref on Saturday. Because you, you're not going to get anything out of a ref if you start basically just fucking moaning at them constantly. 
and it was it'll be a learning experience for him, I think. Have you got any good? Uh the completely away from everything that we've talked about uh today. Um not only the fact that the Crusaders are uh, 0 for 2 in Super Rugby so far this season, um, which is just a great endorsement of Scott Robertson's uh, impending All Blacks job. But also, <laughs> they they, um, they lost uh, the they lost in the last second uh, to or in, in added time actually to the Drua in yes. Fiji on Saturday morning. What which scene? Is just a fantastic. Incredible scenes. I just, it was wonderful uh, for Fijian rugby, wonderful for Super Rugby, terrible for the Crusaders. Basically, everyone wins. It was great. Yes, indeed. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm on. I'm trying to do something. Here. Um, Hugo Gordon says that good is Gabby Logan mentioned in the controversy over SAU's conduct regarding Siobhan Catigan. <sighs> Yeah. kind of thing that presenters often avoid speaking on. And also the fact there is actually something done for her, finally. Mm. Um, albeit not, um, again, not what you'd not what you'd probably have done for a bloke, let's be honest. No. Even with everything else that was going on. What else have we got that's good? Um, Evan Quick says, good is Italy. Okay. Even though they yep. produced their worst performance in the tournament so far, some of the players they produced was a joy to watch, especially the phases which led to the Brex knock-on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, in a way, that's what's infuriating about it, isn't it? Because it's all there. Yeah. It's just, it's the consistency and the execution, really. And the question is, like, there is, you know, is is it, it's amazing when it works, but is it, replicatable with enough consistency to be a sensible game plan for an international team. I don't know, to be really honest. But it is fucking fun when it does work. Jesus. Jack Hurst says, good is we can now move on from the Smith-Farrell debate, which was incredibly dull and repetitive pre-match. Like there wasn't a whole of a French team to talk about, and now we can accept that George Ford is the future. Yes, Jack. I've already yes. made that point earlier. No, it's okay. Completely agree with you. What the goods have we got? Somebody's pointed out a good, which is a um, friend of the pod, Patricia Vieira's tweets today, which says either they're very lucky that they're playing a tier two nation next week. Otherwise, a number of injuries coming out of this game will be very, very concerning. Very droll. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Uh, what else have we got here? So yeah, I know we've all this prepared. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just seeing terrible. Um, David, David Williams, who's a long-term listener. Hello, David. Zoology Dave, he says, good is the atmosphere at the Stadio Olimpico. So loud you had mm. to shout to be heard as both sets of fans went for it. And with remarkably few dickheads. Yeah. Nice. That'll do. I'm exhausted now. It's been a long old Me day. Me too, mate. Knackers. I want to go to bed. <laughs> Thank you, Josh, for showing up in a in your weakened oh, state. My pleasure. I a bit like England. Along. Do you know what I mean? Thanks for showing up, even though you know yeah. it was going to be, you know, difficult. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who's listening. Very good turnout on the live chat tonight. Indeed. The live and lots of chit chat out there. So thank you, everybody. It makes for a very entertaining hour to a couple of hours while we can have a read of what you're saying. Thanks for joining us on a, you know, an evening when there's much better things on catch up telly you could be watching. I'm sure. True. So um, 100% true. I'm not here next week. I no, will be not. in Fuerteventura. Very nice. 
So you're going to have to sort something out because I'm not going to... I am actually, and I haven't yet. So usually Well, you have had other things on your plate, like Uh, tissues, it sounds like. It's true, yeah. Tissues and cough sweets. And uh, we will. Uh, somebody's gonna. Somebody's gonna have to come on next week just to, you know, to vamp when I'm having a coughing fit. So, <laughs> well, you, if that's a criteria, you have a think about that, and um, I will see you can pick up because I said I will be not drinking, but I'll be having a lovely time, probably drinking Indeed. some mocktail of some description. enjoy. It sounds very fun. Thanks, everybody. We'll speak to you all soon, and no doubt, well, you'll have to uh, an Island Grand Slam to talk about. I imagine probably will. Yeah. Speak to you in a bit, everybody. Bye bye. Social Podcast Network. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.